let's get satisfied in Jesus and who He is and all He's come to do in us. Lord, help us in these days to be so full of Jesus more than anything else. And if you have a Bible, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. And uh, let's pray. Father, Lord, we take a moment to open up your word. It's a holy, solemn thing that we're doing here, not only just to worship and to love one another, to rejoice together, to encourage and, and build one another up in the holy faith, God, to sing songs to you. But Lord, as we open scripture, God, we know this book, this is not just words on a page. There's living truth here. There's something that's alive, that's sharper than a sword, that pierces to our hearts, God, that challenges, that equips us, that trains up men and women of God to be who you've called us to be in these last days. So, Father, uh, just fill us uh, with you today. God, let us open our, our eyes, open our ears to hear, Lord, and our hearts to receive, our feet to go out of this place different, because we've met you today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about a limited time offer, a free limited time offer from Isaiah chapter 55. How many people love free samples? Right. When you go to Sam's, I mean, you know, you go to Sam's and you just choose what aisle you go on according to what samples they're giving uh, that day. But uh, I also know that sometimes I avoid free samples uh, because it feels like they're going to try to get you to buy something. Right. Uh, one time we gave away at our church. We, I felt led of the Lord to buy 300 watermelons. I went to Walmart and about shocked the manager. I said, I need 300 watermelons. Put them in my truck. And uh, they went and got a pilot and a forklift and they put 300 watermelons on our trailer and we took them to the church and, and put a sticker on them. And then I got a team together and we went out to, we were in kind of an, an urban neighborhood and we went to every door on a Saturday morning and gave every home a free watermelon just said, hey, we love you. Jesus loves you. We're down the road. We just want to bless our neighbors. And some people were like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I love watermelon. They take it in. And then some people, you know, they peep out the window. And who's there? And they come in. And they, what do you got? What do you want? I, like, I don't want anything, ma'am. I just want to give you a free. No, what, what do you mean a free watermelon? I don't understand. What's the catch? No catch. It's free. Did you inject it with something? No, I didn't do anything. I just is a free watermelon. I don't want none. I don't want it. You don't. It's just free. No, I'm telling you. I'm going to leave it here at your front porch. Just take the watermelon. I have 300. I can't take these back home. 300 watermelon. We have a way. I was surprised of how many people didn't want a free watermelon. Uh, because there's this thing that we're asking What's the catch? Or what do I have to do? You know, if I say yes to this, do I have to go to your church? Do I have to buy something? Are you selling something else? They, there's something about that that kind of catches us off guard. And my thing is, no, I paid for it. It's free. All you've got to do is trust me. I'm not crazy. Take the melon and enjoy it. Just have a happy day. That's what I want you to do. Trust me. Receive it and enjoy it. There's something about that, and it's the same in the church. It's the same in the Christian life. I think some people that day probably took the melon. They said, oh, what a nice church. That was a great thing they did. So sweet of them. And there are some people who might have taken the melon and might have been like this. Well, I really like greener melons. Or I wish this melon was colder. Or I really would have preferred a cantaloupe. And my thought to them would be, it's free. 
enjoy it, right? You ever met somebody like that? It's free. Just enjoy it. Who cares if it doesn't taste great? It's free. Enjoy it. And in the church, I think there's some the same. There are some in the America today who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't know. They have not partaken. They have not received it because they're asking, what's the catch? What do I have to do? What is required of me? And we say nothing. It's free. And then there are some people who have taken in Jesus Christ and they come into the church, the body of Christ, and they say, this is the best thing ever. I'm so excited for my church family. I love my church. They're there every time the doors are open. They're serving. They're worshiping Jesus. They want to bring their family and friends, and they're saying, this is great. How sweet it is to be a part of a people like this. And then there are the other people. They're the people that come into a church, and they partake, and they receive, and they say, I wish it was a little hotter in here. I wish it was a little colder in here. My melon's not just ripe. I wish he would preach a little shorter. I wish he'd preach a little longer. I really like pews versus chairs. I really like hymns versus contemporary. He really preaches too long or he preaches too short. I can't believe how many new faces. There's too many new people in here. I really need to go find a church where I know people. I've heard that, by the way. Heaven forbid there's new people in the church and there's too many of them. I think we've missed the point. It's free. Enjoy it. It's free. It's free. We've missed the point. I have had, in my 13 years of full-time ministry, I've had people leave over chairs versus pews. I've had people leave over song choice. We've had people leave over the temperature, over the style of messages we do. Over I've had people leave over how many new people are coming into the church. And I'm telling you today, I think we've missed the point. We are meant to come and to enjoy Jesus Christ. That's the point. It's free. He's free. He's given us living water free from the fountain of life. And it is meant for you and I not to come in and understand the measure or how we get the free melon is not the point. It's that you are meant to enjoy it. Enjoy Jesus. I want to talk to you about being satisfied in Christ. But here's the one thing. It is a free, limited time offer. And time is running out. Time is running out. Have you received what God has to offer? Are you truly enjoying the best life possible? Are you satisfied? I want to talk to you about trusting Christ, receiving Christ, but mostly enjoying. Enjoying Jesus. Isaiah 55, verse 1. If you're there, somebody say amen. Isaiah 55, he says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me. And eat what is good. Delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen, that you may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. According to the faithful mercy shown to David. And behold, I've made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the peoples. And behold, you'll call a nation you do not know. And a nation which knows you will run to you. And because the Lord your God, even the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord. And he'll have compassion on him and to our God. And he will abundantly pardon 
For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty or void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter which I sent it. For you will go out with joy. Everybody say joy. You will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth in shouts of joy before you. All the trees of the field will clap their hands. And instead of the thorn bush, the cypress will come up. Instead of the nettle, the myrtle will come up. And it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign that will not be cut off. There's a lot of verses in there that I remember just the catchy things that we talk about. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's there. I hear that all the time. Or, hey, my word does not return to me void. Anybody ever heard that preached before? This is all in the same chapter. What's going on here? Isaiah speaks to the people in Babylon who are captive the last tribes of Israel. And he tells them that this great Messiah servant from Isaiah 53, the true servant, the suffering servant, the one who was going to die on a cross for them, he's come to pay the ransom of their sin. And then here's his free offer of life, just following, just a couple chapters later. He says, he's giving you something. And Isaiah gives it to them in a very unique way. The way is, if you ever seen like, uh, think about the movie Aladdin, and you see all the street vendors and cars, all these people peddling in the marketplace, and here's, a, here's some water, here's some wine, here's a, here's a bracelet, ma'am, or have you ever been to a, 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 a marketplace, like a farmer's market? He's, he's giving you the language of something as if there's an eager salesman who's got his cart, and he's going to try to sell you something. He is trying to bid you to come, partake of what he's got at his farmer's market table. I really wanted to have one of those here on the stage this morning. It would have been cool. But he's telling it as a street vendor. We've all walked past street vendors before. I remember one time in, uh, we went to Mexico just across the border in Arizona and uh, Beth wasn't with me. I don't I know that I was married at the time. I think I was engaged and went with my parents and we we go and I, I uh, go to this one shop to buy a dress for Beth. And, you know, in Mexico, buy her a dress for Mexico. And I'm like looking at it. The price is a little high for American. And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't think I want that. I go to the next store to look at another dress. I'm not lying. This guy comes out of his store. He follows me to the next store, starts yelling at the next guy, at the owner. And he's like, no, no, you come back to this store. This is, my, come by, I'll, I'll go down $10. Come on, I'll come down $5. I mean, he just tries to get you. I went to two stores, three stores. This this guy kept following me. I'm thinking, I'm going to get kidnapped. This guy is going to take my life. And uh, he's trying to sell me something. You've been to Walmart. You've come out of Walmart before. And you go in. Let me, I, I know you. You go into Walmart. Somebody's selling something on the side. You're thinking, oh, Lord, how am I going to get out of this? You go into Walmart. You get something. And you're like, okay, I'm checking out. There's somebody right there. I need to get on my phone. Someone needs to call me. I need to talk to my wife or my husband and get out. And then you're hoping there's other people going out the line of Walmart with you so you can kind of veer. Come on, I know you. You can veer to the other side. And here's what happens. They just say, hey, I'm good. Hey, man, I'm, oh, I'm good. I, don't, I got one. I don't need any. Or it's, they're selling food, and you say, no, I'm full, thanks. And you are starving. You are such a liar. You are starving. You'd love to have something to eat. And you're like, no, I'm good. Because why? What's the catch? What's the catch? He said, look, just try this free sample of pie. I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy. I got things to do. I got to go somewhere. Somebody's waiting on me. What's the catch? I'm busy. I'm full. I don't believe you. 
I know there's a catch. No, it's free. Just try it. No. Why do we refuse? I'm going to give you some things that as we go through this, how we often would respond to Isaiah. Just a few uh, statements for us. And the first is, what have you got? What you got? What you got? He says, the cry from Isaiah, he says, I've got free water, free wine, and free milk. Guys, this is the most life-quenching water for the thirsty soul. I have got true nourishment. It is offering true joy, true fulfillment. It is something that maintains your life. It gives you, uh, uh, you'll have a life that will never thirst again. It gives you strength. It gives you cheer. It satisfies like nothing Else, That's the cry from the Holy Spirit today. He says, I've got something for you. And he is in the world today trying to draw men and women to Jesus Christ. And we are just busy going in and out of Walmart. We don't notice. We're not listening. We're rejecting. But he says, I've got the well that never runs dry. Jesus, isn't that what he said to the woman at the well in John chapter 4? He says to her, everyone who drinks of this water, this natural stuff that you're filling your life with, whoever drinks of that, you will continue to thirst. But whoever drinks of the water that I give, he shall never thirst. And the water that I give to him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Everybody say amen. That's true. He says, I'm giving you the life-giving presence of God. Something that as you are going through this natural life, you will continue to run dry and empty of hope and empty of love and empty of peace and empty of strength. But when you partake of what I've got at my table, man, it is the best wine. It is the best milk. It is the best water. It is the thirst for your soul that will be quenched. So what have you got? And he says, well, who's it for? Who can do this? Who, who's this for? What's your product for? He says, anybody who's thirsty. Anybody who's thirsty. Anybody that wants to change. Anybody who's not satisfied with the life that you have. Anybody who's willing to stop at the table and try it. Anybody who wants to stop at the table. Leave behind your business. Leave behind your excuses. Leave behind the life you currently have. If you want hope for eternity, just come and drink. Come try it and see that's what Jesus said in John chapter 7. He said on the last day of that feast, on the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood up in the middle of a crowded room and at the table. He says, if anybody who's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Anybody who believes in me, as the Scripture says, from his innermost belly will flow rivers of living water. And he spoke this of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given and Jesus was not yet glorified. But what do we say? We say, ah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I, I think we don't understand what it means to be thirsty anymore. I don't think we understand what it means to be empty and, and desperate. We're not desperate for anything in America uh, any longer. We respond and we say, no thanks, Pastor, I'm good. No thanks to that altar call, I'm good. No thanks to entering into the presence of God in that worship service, I'm good. No thanks to coming and visiting church with me, no, I'm good. And the Bible says, no, you're not. In fact, only God is good. Nobody's good. If we would just take a moment to pause and examine ourselves and say, look, I really am running empty on love. I really am running empty on peace. I really am running empty on joy. I really am tired of life. I just want to give up sometimes, or I'm not happy in myself. If we would just pause to get alone with ourselves in America, just to be still and quiet and be there with our own thoughts and not be scrolling through Facebook and talking and calling and going and doing and buying and selling and building. If we could just pause and say, how is the status of my soul? 
How is it? And we could just say, Lord, maybe I need to stop and listen to this guy at the table. Maybe I need to see what he has to offer. What if it's better than what I'm doing? What if it's really better? Or maybe, maybe what I have isn't working anymore. Maybe I thought I had it. Maybe I thought I was a Christian. Maybe I thought I had Christianity. But when I really look at my life and look at how happy and fulfilled I am and look at how satisfied I am, I, maybe I've missed something. Maybe, maybe the Christianity that I've been partaking of, what if it's not the real deal? I'm not here to ask you to call into question your faith, but just to take an example, an inventory, and say, May, may, do I have unlimited life? Do, am I partaking of unlimited joy? Am I partaking of unlimited peace? Remember that church in Laodicea in Revelation that Jesus rebuked in Revelation chapter 3? He says, you've said you're rich. You've said that you're wealthy. You said you have need of nothing. Nah, I'm good. He says, but you don't understand the way I see you as wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And if you would just partake of what I have to offer. So what you got? Who is it for? Anybody who's thirsty. What's the cost? It's free. It's free. You know, when you go to Sam's and you partake of those free samples, you know there's no such thing as a free sample, right? That's, that owner, whoever's selling the product, has paid for those samples out of their inventory. They have decided to give you something free, but it's paid for. And the gospel is the same way. It's free for you and me. It costs you nothing because it cost Christ everything. It's free for you and me, but it cost Christ everything. Everything. It's free because it's paid for. Somebody say amen to that. It's free because it's paid for. Remember what Peter said in 1 Peter 1? He says, we're not redeemed with perishable things, but with the precious blood as of a lamb, the unblemished and spotless blood of Christ. And Jesus said in Revelation, He says, I'm the beginning and the end. I'm, gonna, I'm the one. I will give to the one who thirsts from the springs of water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. He is the living one. He's paid the price. We'll say, well, Pastor Heath, what's the, what's the catch then? If it's so good, why is it free? Look what he says in verse 8. That God has a will that doesn't make... If it's so good, how come sinners can eat it? How come wicked people can eat You're giving this free to everybody? You're, you're just not discriminating? You mean those types of people can come in our church and they can look tattooed and they can do this and you're going to even offer this to Democrats and homosexuals and, and people who murder and rape? You're, you're going to offer something so precious, so valuable to anybody they can just come on in and, and smell up our church and make our church look different and change things and it may not look how I want it to look and be like I like it to like and maybe it's not just for me and people who look like me. He says, what? He says, yes, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. That's what Israel was wondering. God, how can you, remember the story of Jonah and the whale? God, I'm not going to go to those people. If I go there, you're going to be nice and forgive them of their sins. They've been horrible to me. 
You mean somebody in the church across the aisle could be the very person who hurt me? The people who've abused me and slandered me and lied about me, they could be my neighbors in heaven? That's not fair, God. Well, my ways are not your ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. Some people are going to be very surprised how diverse heaven's going to be. How wonderfully diverse heaven's going to be. He says, That's, well, if it's so good, why is it free? Well, my will is not your will. Well, what proof do you have that this product works, right? You know, you go there. How do I know this is really going to make me lose weight? You tell me. I see the ad and I see the, the commercial, but how do I know this works? He says, the best evidence is that God so loved the world that He gave His Son. Jesus, the Word of God, became flesh, and He dwelt among us. That Remember, you can trust Him because He sent His Son. I love what Romans 8 says, that the God who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him over for us all. If He did that, how will He not freely give us all things? How do I know this product works? Because it was worth God sending His Son. It was worth God abandoning His Son for sinners. And He's not going to give us a product that doesn't work if it was worth the price of His own Son. Somebody say amen. That this must be that good. He says this is something that satisfies the thirsty soul. It's something that's unbelievably true. That in the morning when you don't have peace, you can partake of the peace of heaven. In the day that you don't have joy, in the midst of sorrow and trouble, there is a moment where you can just drink from the joy of the well. There is something that is better than anything this world has to offer. And the question is, do you believe it? Is it really that good? Because I'm telling you, many people think it is, but they don't partake. It's like, wait a minute. Do you really believe what the Bible says? That there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, it's kind of been a bad day, Pastor. No, 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 no. It's been a bad week. It's been a bad year for everybody. But is this something that is worth the price? Is the product worth the price? Is it true? Is it really, really true? Because I'd like to try some. I'd like to try some. Well, what's the catch? There's only one tiny catch. It's this. It's free. But it's for a limited time only. It's only for a limited. Remember those. If you call in the next five minutes, you'll have it for nine ninety nine, two for one. Right? There's no gimmick here. But it truly is free for a limited time. There is a day coming when the trump will sound. The saints, God's going to split that sky. He's going to come down. He's going to redeem His church. And that's it. That's it. There is, today is the day of salvation. You know what that means? That there is no guarantee for tomorrow. You only have today. You can only buy this product today. You can only receive this product. You can't go back to tomorrow and go back in time and receive it. You can't go into the future and try to take it because you're not there yet. You only have today. Today is the only day that you exist in. Guess what? When you get to tomorrow, guess what day it'll be? Today. You ever thought about that? There's really no such thing as tomorrow in the sense of how I exist right now. I only have the choices I make today. And so he says, today is the day. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. This stand outside of Walmart with free water may not be here the next time you come. You only have this one chance as you pass him by. Come and come to the waters. Drink from the abundant source of life. Christ is coming soon. And we do not know 
when the hour of our visitation is. What do you got? Who's it for? What's the cost? What's the catch? All right, Pastor, what do I have to do? He says, first you've got to do this. You've got to thirst. Why do you spend money for what's not bread and wages for what doesn't satisfy? Examine yourself. Am I satisfied with lesser things? Am I truly full of heavenly life? You know, every time I've gone to God in prayer, I really, I, I'm not lying to you, as God is my witness. As I go to God in prayer, I feel better. Any day I'm struggling, or I have, have a need, or I feel uh, irritated, or anxious, or whatever, and I just spend that 30 minutes to an hour a day here, in prayer, or at my home, or on the deer stand, or on the lawnmower, I come away feeling much better. A sense of renewal. There are times I've come to the altar and God has just wrecked my life. And there is not something, it's not an emotional high. That might be part of it. We have emotion. We are emotional creatures. But there is something about when you get in the presence of God, when you go to the Lord in prayer, it really does work. It really does work. He calms me. He refills me. He gives me the power to forgive. He gives me the perspective to move on from petty things. He renews my mind. He puts thoughts in me that I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't think about that. Man, God, I'm awakened to your goodness again and again. Are you thirsty? He says, come. What do I have to do? You have to thirst. Number one, then number two, you have to come. He says, let the wicked forsake his way, an unrighteous man his thoughts. That means repent, to turn from your way of thinking and feeling and doing, to turn to His way, to say, yes, I've got need of Jesus. Yes, I want this. Yes, I make a choice. It's as if someone was to call you and say, hey, you won this free flat screen TV. The only thing you had to do is take your old TV into the yard, smash it, and then come and get the new one. You have to lay down the old thing so you can pick up the new thing. That's how this works. Come, forsake your way, forsake what you were doing, and receive something newer and better. Let it go. And you've got to trust the Word, though. That's the thing. I have to trust the Word to lay it down and say, look, I'm doing this by faith. You've called me and said, hey, I've got something free for you. So I trust that Word. I lay it down. And then I come to get the new thing, and I'm responding by faith. I haven't seen the product yet. I don't know what it is. I've never turned it on. Maybe this new TV doesn't work. It's faith. You lay the old one down by faith. You come and you choose to take on the new thing by faith. And then you plug it in and see how it works. That's come. Trust the word. Respond to the call. Lay the old down. And he says, now drink. To drink means to believe and trust, in your, uh, trust your life into His care and control. To believe in Christ. To partake of the Word of God. To take in His thoughts instead of my old thoughts. To take in His feelings instead of the old feelings. Holy Spirit, help me to not slap this person. Whatever. You've got to partake of His way, not your way. I wanted to be angry, but the Holy Spirit doesn't let me be angry. I wanted to be negative, but the Holy Spirit doesn't let me be negative. I wanted to gossip about that situation, but the Holy Spirit telling me not to do that. I partake of His way. I drink. And guess what? Every time you drink and you do it His way, it satisfies. It satisfies. You end up with, the last thing is, joy. He says, you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. This whole thing is meant for you to enjoy it. To enjoy that His way is better than your way. His thoughts are better than your thoughts. His will is better than your will. He says, you're going to go out of this after you've come and drank it and received it. You're going to leave the table satisfied. 
You're going to leave it with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. There have been days and weeks in my life, even this week, I was praying for this sermon, and I just realized, man, I was a lot more irritated today than I should be. Ever had days like that? Man, I've been a lot more depressed today than I ought to be. Man, I really was too angry at my wife or my kids when I, when I acted that way. And I got to thinking, Heath, are you satisfied? Do you got the real deal? Or are those your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions? Well, probably in that moment, God, that was my flesh coming out there. But Jesus is too good for me to have a bad day. I want to get to that place. I'll be honest. I want to get to the place where Jesus is so good. He is so satisfying. He is so lovely. He is so beautiful that nothing else can take that place. Nothing else will disturb me. He's that steadiness. He's the rock, that foundation on which we stand. He's that calming peace that walks me over the ocean waters of waves. He's that one that in the darkest night, He is lighting up my life like the daytime. I could just be like, I don't have to be this way. I don't have to have fear like the world. I don't have to have anxiety like they do. I don't have to be upset like my coworkers are. I don't have to fall in the negativity of my family. I don't have to care about the seat covers and the temperature and all the things the melon should or could have been. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to enjoy Jesus until the day I see Him face to face and I'm going to enjoy Him for all eternity. Because I'm going to tell you something, the song choice and the pews versus the, the chairs and how many people are here and what they look like and how we structure our church and do we have one service or two services or seven services, do we have this kind of ministry or that, it doesn't matter. Just enjoy Jesus. Just enjoy it. It's 2020. We should be enjoying Jesus. You know what the, the most the best advertisement for any product is, the best advertisement for any product is a satisfied customer. You can put all the billboards you want, but if people go there and think that meat at Max Market is ruined and not good and not bad, I don't care how much money Max Meat Market puts into this community, everyone will tell everybody else in their family, don't go buy meat there. But because it's good, it sells itself. If this is real, it will sell itself. If it's good to you, your family's going to see it, your coworkers are going to see it, this community is going to see it because you're a satisfied customer. And I wonder today how many people in the American church are satisfied with Jesus. Truly, truly satisfied that He is so good, I have need of nothing else. Would you stand with me today? Worship team, would you come? He's so good. He's so good. He satisfies our years with good things that our youth is renewed like the eagle. Would you just bow your heads with me this morning? And we're going to do just like we've talked in Isaiah to examine our hearts. How thirsty am I? Am I satisfied in Jesus? Have, our per have I partaken of the Maybe somebody sold me something that was a fake knockoff. Maybe I've stopped drinking from the source. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you satisfy. 
I believe you have peace overwhelming, joy overflowing. Lord, a source of life that's never ending. And Lord, today I just confess my dependency on you that I and myself don't think the right thoughts. I and myself don't have the right feelings. I and my own body grow weak and weary. Even in my best well-doing, I grow weak and weary. So Holy Spirit, I want to drink today. Jesus, I believe you are good enough. Lord, that you will satisfy. I have need of nothing else. I trust you. I receive from you today. And I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, as we just take this next moment, we begin to drink. Just drink. Just be satisfied in Christ alone. Christ alone. He is our everything. Lord, and all the petty things of this world will fade away. And you alone will be left and you are good. You are good. And today, if all across this room, I just invite you to recommit your heart. Recommit your life to Jesus. Maybe it's a first time or a second time or a 15th time. Lord, we're just recommitting today that Jesus Christ is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. I'm going to ask the team just to lead us in this song. And this song be your response. That he's the real joy giver. He's the apple of our eye. He is the, the, the well that never runs dry. For the thirsty soul, would you come? Would you come to Just in your own heart, would you come? You want to find a place to pray, you can pray. We're at your, at your seat if you want to come find a place on the altar. But you just be satisfied. Maybe there's things in your life right now that in perspective of eternity, in perspective of his goodness, don't really matter. Or maybe there's irritations and little things that have been affecting you. You just say, God, may I be satisfied. Satisfied in Jesus. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. As the deer. As the Jesus, deer Jesus, Jesus. Oh, we want you, Lord. Lord. 